Hello and welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Waima. Today I'm with Aman Gupta. He is the creator of Taylor, which is a very interesting, I guess I can call it almost like a layout library. Uh, welcome, Aman. How are you? Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me. I'm good. How are you? Uh, busy at work every day. So I'm hoping that this will stop soon. <laughs> me too. Yeah, we were just talking about uh, your library, right? And I think it's quite it's quite interesting and fascinating. Why don't you, because I don't know how the best to describe it to people. Why, how would you describe what Taylor is and what it would be best used for? What kind of use cases? Uh, actually, I why I made it so let's like start with that. that what are the uh, scenarios why you should uh, use that widget? So there are like times, uh, there are like certain scenarios where you need to calculate uh, the size of the widget where you don't know that uh, what's the size of this widget and maybe you need to like adjust uh, some of the childs of that widget for example like if you are placing some views in the grid view so there are like uh, so many screen sizes and and it takes like child expect ratio and uh, everything so you never know like how it will uh, look good and on the different screen sizes so you have to adjust those children's as per the uh, different screen sizes so there may be uh, like scenarios where your layout gets crumbled and uh, like it looks a mess on different screens so that's what i faced uh, i was actually working in a module in an application where i where i placed a grid view and a grid uh, working with grid views like uh, is a mess and the children's you need to adjust the child expect ratio and everything so uh, like uh, what I face the problem is when I place a tile and uh, I have like some containers, texts and images and uh, they were all just like cooking mess on different screens. So what uh, I thought of doing is how do I fix it? So like uh, I thought uh, of calculating the size of that tile, how like the tile it's looking on different screens, I calculate it and according to that, I will adjust the size of its children. So like I, uh, without any thought, uh, like uh, I didn't go online to find any similar kind of widget which calculates the uh, size of any widget. So I made a class, uh, the tailor. Uh, it wasn't uh, like initially tailor, just uh, like size calculate widget uh, for my uh, internal module and just paste it and uh, it was like working out. So like after that, I thought uh, I faced like this kind of issue. So maybe like there are uh, certain developers who faced maybe this kind of issue as well where they needed to calculate uh, the size of a particular widget and then adjust uh, the size of the, of the widget's children according to it. So why not make it as a package? So I just published it uh, after that. Now, how does it work underneath the hood? Are you using Layout Builder underneath there or how does it all work? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, first of all, I want to like uh, tell you the difference between the Layout Builder and uh, my widget, the Tailor. And when I posted it on Reddit that I made this kind of widget and what are your reviews and comments on it. So many people commented that it's uh, like almost same as the layout builder. Then uh, like I told them that what layout builder is actually does is it actually gives you the constraints of the remaining space. So if there is like any remaining space and if you uh, wrap any widget around the layout builder in the layout builder. So if it gives you the constraints of the remaining space, it doesn't give you the size of the widget. It tells you that this is the remaining space and you have to adjust your widget in that remaining space. And what my widget does is the tailor, uh, it, does, it just calculates the size of the widget where it is like 100 by 100 and width and height. 
and that's also that's what i like mentioned there that uh, the layout builder and the tailor uh, is like very different and the second that uh, uh, you asked uh, i haven't done like anything similar to get it like the i've seen the uh, the code of get it and it's like very complex i haven't done anything that it's just a simple like a value notifier and uh, i am using the render box if you have seen the code so it's like very common to know if you want to know uh, the size of the vid, uh, any widget then uh, like you can use the render box and get size of the widget but uh, what i did is uh, i wrapped it uh, uh, around the a value notifier so that uh, it will give you the uh, the size changes dynamically so that's just it uh, regarding the code nothing like fancy nothing uh, like complicated okay so most is using the render box to kind of figure out the size yes Okay, I didn't know you could do that. I I actually never think I've I don't think I've ever actually used RenderBox for a project before. So that's quite interesting. I haven't used read the RenderBox on that much level. If you go online and uh, search uh, like how to find the size of the widget, you will see uh, to get a widget as RenderBox and uh, get its size. So like it's just one line of code. It's nothing that like just I told like nothing like fancy here. So it's all doing. uh like flutter i haven't uh, written any kind of complex logic or that anything uh, nothing fancy there but you do have something separate right so i don't know if you did this for other widgets but the app bar you specifically made another app bar that works with this one what's the difference and how does it work yeah okay so what uh why i made a separate widget for the app bar like app bar is a preferred size widget so it's like different from the stateless widget and uh, you can't like wrap anything around the app bar if you uh, go into the scaffold if you are using it a, as, as a separate widget and app bar not in the scaffold then obviously like it's just a normal widget and you can use it anywhere and wrap anything around it but if you are like using it in the scaffold then you can't wrap around anything the app bar because the app bar argument in the scaffold specifically takes the preferred side widget uh, not uh like any common widget i faced like this issue as well where like i made a custom app bar which was not full of width and uh, have a like a dynamic height and width and uh, i needed to adjust the icons and the text according to the app bar size it wasn't like full length or full height so that's why i made and that's why i have to made another app bar widget for it oh, okay i see but it does take an app bar so are you like extending the app bar i believe for that that size yes i am extended it with the preferred size widget because you because if you are making a custom app bar you have to like extend it with the preferred size widget if you are using it in the scaffold uh, okay that's interesting now are you using this in a, any kind of production apps right now yes actually i am using that uh, tailor in one of my modules and which is uh, like about to be discontinued <laughs> from the company So yeah it was using in the production app. Now have you had any issues with it or it just works perfectly every single time? No in my case it was just like a uh, like works completely fine that's why I decided to uh, publish it. Now you said the feedback has mostly been has it been like half half or half as negative and half positive or it was not like a really negative all like most of the comments like i told you is of like it's very similar to layout builder and uh, the layout builder does the similar thing and then i uh, like i have to clarify this thing uh, then that uh, the layout builder does this and uh, my widget does this so there wasn't an uh, like uh, anything negative comment that uh, 
uh, oh this is not new and this haven't uh, like done before or like something so mostly comments are just uh, of layout builder layout builder and layout builder well that's good i mean do you know anybody who's actually using this besides yourself and the app you worked on before i really don't know i just uh, like uh, uh, published it a few days ago and i really like don't uh, much uh, that care that uh, like someone has to use it someone has to use it i just wanted to like publish it uh, if it's useful to you then you will use it and otherwise like it's just there another package and then it's like uh, you know that kind of feeling that yeah you published your own package on the flutter app so like it really helps you in the job interviews if you tell that you have made your own package and you are uh, the one uh, using it as well so yeah that that's kind of thing yeah but you did have a i did notice when you put your post onto reddit uh, that's how we saw your package you had an issue with the name of the package so you had to rename it uh, or, or something uh, yeah actually like uh, originally named it as only taylor and i didn't check the updev that uh, whether that name is available on uh, on the site so when i was uploading i was getting this error that you can't make changes to this repository so like after like 15 minutes of figuring out that what like what is actually happening here why can't i upload my newest package and why it's saying that i can't upload it so then i thought of like checking that uh, is there any package available named taylor or like not not and then like there was actually a package named taylor which is like some kind of database and it was actually discontinued 3 years ago so yeah and then i like uh, read uh, somewhere uh, on on the i think pub.dev uh, site that uh, once you publish the package that you can only discontinue it you can't delete it you can't do anything about it so the only thing you can do is like if you are having a similar kind of name so you have to change it you can't do anything about the already uploaded package so like if you uploaded a package on the pub.dev you can't delete it and you can't do anything about it so if you don't want that others uh, will use it you like have to mention that it's discontinued so that's why i have to change the name of my package to tailor to the the typical pub.dev <laughs> uh, pub.dev uh, pub uh, package name tailor underscore flutter to like differentiate and one of the guys one of them on the reddit mentioned this thing as well like you have added the uh, the underscore flutter in your package so i have to tell them so i thought like uh, posting it in the post as well the, the name was not available yeah see now i was trying to look for it on the pub.dev but you have to open up advanced and then check on the include unlisted i think and then it finally comes up so database yes unless you uh, like put uh, the full name taylor underscore flutter you haven't found it so you can say like there is disadvantage for my package if really someone want to use it or <laughs> like search for it so but that's fine okay yeah that's interesting now i also found out how to find discontinued packages that's that's interesting have you ever asked the guy to release the taylor package to you so that you can reuse the name or no yes actually i did uh, when i found out that uh, the name was already taken i like uh, first look on uh, in the docs of pub.dev that how the package name works is there any kind of mechanism any kind of thing like you can do with the repositories because like uh, the package is discontinued already and have been using by uh, anybody so why don't you just delete it 
so that's why i like google like what are these continuous package and how the packages on pub.dev works so that's where i like saw that you can't delete and you can't do anything about a, a published package you just uh, like discontinue it and that's it so then after that uh, i emailed uh, uh, the author of the uh, tailor to for asking to like transfer the ownership or like do something then he said uh, yeah i will like look into it if there is something then i will get back to you and then he emailed me like 2 3 hours after and they told me like i can't do anything about it it i just discontinued it and there's no option to delete it there's no option to take it down even i removed it from the github you can't do anything about it so like you have to go you have to like rename your package yeah it's okay not too bad i mean there's a couple of packages doing it this way and i find it interesting that he calls it taylor but then it's actually called taylor db so it's just like why not call taylor db but anyways it's that's what i asked the same way that why haven't you named your package taylor db it fits a database package like why just taylor did he reply he just said like it it was sounding cool <laughs> just just taylor okay yeah i mean uh besides your package right you also said you wanted to talk a little bit more about the flutter the future of flutter right you said you had a it sounds like you had some concerns about the future no not really concerns but yeah like uh, i've seen many posts and uh, like many views from other developers like react native developers native developers and uh, ionic like different kinds of developers around the uh, on linkedin and uh, on other social medias regarding the future of flutter like google is hyping flutter so much and uh, like in 5 or 6 years the hype will go down and uh, flutter will will be just another sdk and no one will be using it and uh, many other developers are shifting to it because the dart is very similar to javascript so like it's if you know javascript so it's really easy for you to understand the uh, the dart and you can easily shift to uh, flutter but uh, you know there are many react native developers uh, who are very strict to uh, like react native especially now because the flutter like there is a boom of flutter right now and uh, i've seen like many if you can say like uh, service based companies which made uh, applications for uh, like other companies are switching to flutter because it's really easy and uh, flutter gives you like beautiful uis and there are so many packages now the very very active community and uh, all of the things and uh, like that's why they are switching to flutter so yeah i i really don't know that what's going to happen after 5 6 years but uh, like right now it's like really the flutter is like uh, something big now like really big now so let's see like what happens to it what will happen to it actually the one thing i always see coming up recently um i actually subscribe to the thread on github is all about when can flutter support hot code reload that seems to be the only thing that i see consistently people always asking about and saying oh look react native can do it how come flutter cannot this is bad this is stopping flutter from being so great it's like uh not really in my opinion have you have you ever seen this this kind of thread going on yeah i like sometimes follow issues and threads on like reddit and uh, check some issues on flutter and like what's and uh, like there are so many features which uh, developers want like for example like uh, there was a feature i think 2 years ago when they updated dart right now it's like 
I think the current version of that is where they made enums like classes where do, uh, you you can define uh, like string and their values and define their values for the enums. Earlier you can't do that. You 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 did just can define the enums and you can't like define their values. You have to like make an extension or something, and uh, like you have to use the describe enum function to get the string of the enum. But uh, like now after the Dart three point zero. You can uh, use enum as a class and define the values, which is very similar to Kotlin. You can do the same thing in Kotlin as well. So yeah, developers like there was this issue. I think two years ago, someone raised it like uh, we should have this kind of similar feature in Dart as well, which is released now, like this year. So yeah, there are many features like this, and why these features are coming because like many people are shifting towards Flutter. Uh, like many android developers and uh, who are working on java or flutter or like react native there is like an architecture pattern mobex which is very popular in the react native community and uh, they made it uh, a flutter package uh, of mobex as well so yeah i think it's a really good thing because many developers are shifting to the flutter and bringing new features and uh, contributing to it so it's like uh, really good but yeah it will like take time to bring these kind of features unless the community is very active so one of the things i really like about the flutter is the like the community is really active they are doing some pretty interesting things with the language i i think the dart 3 will be really quite different than what we have in dart 2 i heard there's going to be removing some things you don't have to do always like there's supposed to be more meta programming i believe i i think so i'm trying to remember but yeah and talk about your your kotlin right I mean, for me, one of the cool things about Kotlin is the null safety. And now we have null safety, right? Which is really cool. Yeah, sound and null safety. Yeah, sound null safety, right? And I think that's really awesome. That will definitely help a lot with uh, a lot of the code. Because null no issues happen a lot, right? With other languages, especially JavaScript. Yeah, and they like uh, are told uh, to migrate most of the packages to sound null safety. To like uh, more uh, so that developers use uh, this feature. Yeah, but the other thing too, I don't think TypeScript has sound null safety, right? Or does it? I don't know what that has. I really don't know anything about what uh, TypeScript. I know they have like they do have like a question mark that could be like something could be nullable, but I'm not sure how that how the heck everything works. Uh, yes, the nullable operator. Do you ever have any worry about Flutter going away still? Because people still talk about that nowadays. For now, at least, like as people like post oftenly, that in five to six years the flutter like will go down so like i think uh, like it uh, might get true if the community is not really active i think the only reason is flutter it's like uh, spreading so much around the world not just because of google it's i think because of the very very active community not only the flutter team engage more these kind of developers like the creator of the riverport package and as well uh, they included it their team the flutter team included the author and like similar authors and package developers in their team so flutter is like very much encouraging these kind of developers to so that they can they should like actively contribute in the community so i think as long as the community is this much is active i think the flutter stays but uh, if the community like uh, stops or uh, you know becomes still then i think it's uh, it will gonna be difficult for flutter to survive yeah that's kind of the weird thing about flutter is somebody described it to me that flutter is just as good as the ecosystem right so if there's not a lot of yes. good packages then flutter becomes bad 
right? It's but it's weird because the I mean they're basically just on the building blocks. Sorry, they're basically like Legos. Like what you get is really almost for the for the main part you get Legos, but you also get some good pieces too, right? And people are taking those Lego pieces and they're building some awesome libraries, like I said, provider. Now Riverpod, I think 3.0 is out or coming out. A lot of cool packages. Mob X is out. I think I think Riverpod 3 already came out. I can't remember now. But yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out from people in the community, which is really awesome. Yeah, the ecosystem, like I said, that it's really active and really good. Always trying to help uh, whenever I need like some kind of help on whether it's on Stack Overflow or Reddit or any kind of social media. I like always get quick responses from the developers. And they're always like keen to help others regarding the yeah. So like uh, the main problem uh, which like as you if you are like building a plugin, so like you have to write code in both in native and uh, uh, like iOS uh, in the Swift language. So like you have to have the knowledge of both of Kotlin and uh, of Swift if you want to make a certain type of type of plugin. For example, like if I want to like uh, make a package around the Bluetooth, so like I have to know how to like implement it and integrate it in the Android native and Android iOS. Only then I can make that that kind of plugin in the. Otherwise, like I I have to rely on uh, like uh, someone and some other package, some some uh, plugin uh, made made by someone else. But I mean it's it's okay. But the other thing too is like I think there's a lot of people from outside of Google who are committing work to both Flutter and the Flutter ecosystem. So even if Google says they're not going to support it, I mean, I can't imagine it ever going away because it's so popular for everybody to be using for not just mobile apps too, right? Yeah, if like Google ever thinks to like discontinue it and like shift to this uh, repo to like uh, someone trusted. And there are uh, like many people I think who will fork it and make their kinds of version if ever Google like discontinue it. So there are people like I have seen many open sources or softwares which are still alive and maintained by the authors and many like community and the uh, ecosystem. Many open source kind of softwares. So people are managing those softwares as well. So maybe like someone uh, stands out uh, like developers like the authors of provider and uh, get it and uh, like many developers and there's the, that one guy i forgot the name who like the head of i think the flutter vikings i forgot the name of the guy i believe his name is majid he's in um switzerland or norway i think it's norway because it's flutter vikings right it should be norwegian he's a like a, uh something else uh like guy he's like developing so much in the flutter he's he's like making a game engine i think and he made a Pac-Man in the Flutter. And he implemented, uh, I think, the Architecture X, uh, something related to that. The, like, CPU, uh, something related to, like, CPU, which uses the, like, CPU to run that game. And he's currently, I think, building a game engine regarding videos on Twitter about his progress. And, uh, yeah, I think, like, uh, there are guys like him who are very much keen to develop new and newer things with the Flutter. So, as long as, like, they are contributing to it uh yeah flutter i think it's uh flutter is going good now did you hear that stadia from google has gotten closed recently no uh, what so there was a i think it's called google stadia I, I might say the name wrong what i understand is it's like a um i think you get like a shell of like a, a system 
almost like if you got like an Xbox, but like just like the controller and then your console will just connect directly to the cloud. So like your gaming machine is actually in the cloud. And so you just get like pushed again. I, I never play with it, but this is what I understand. It's like basically the the meat or the engine of your gaming system is actually on the cloud and you just get the shell of a system in your home and you play the games and all of your stuff is all in the cloud. Have you heard about this before? Yes, I think I saw a similar kind of post. I forgot from the Google regarding this gaming. You know, Google always tries something new, whether it's like gaming or like anything, it, whether it's SDK or something. Google always try to like build uh, something new and uh, which is like uh, really cool. The only thing is like how longer these packages or these like SDKs will be maintained by uh, from them because like it's all open source. And the only revenue they are getting is like if we published publish apps to the app store from the ad revenue or and the like in-app purchases uh, and something like it's all open source so as long as like they are contributing to it like it's really good but yeah google is like always try to something new now the reason i brought up the google stadia thing is some people or i think they're they may be former or current employees of google state that the way google works is like kind of like what you said they promote innovation they promote people to try things new and they promote like really heavily, like all their new stuff. But then once it goes out, then they don't give much promotion for like making that thing better or pushing it out to more people. Right. So they're very much into look at this cool new thing I got. And then they kind of like drop it. Like in terms of like pushing it to people, have you like thought about this or heard this before? No, I haven't heard like this before, but I get what you are saying. And I think that's kind of similar is happening with the Flutter right now. I think there are uh, many open source developers which are maintaining Flutter, which are maintaining more Flutter uh, rather than the uh, Google developers. They are contributing more. There is a chance that they are relying on these open source developers too much. And they are just thinking, oh, we just launched a new thing. And uh, if uh, someone wants to add something new, then the, there are developers out there. So they will add their features in it. What uh, we have to do is we just uh, like have to make it open. And uh, what we can do is like uh, put a pricing on the Google service and the Google cloud. We just put a pricing on the Google cloud and whatever is uploading it and the package is maintaining by the open source developer. So we don't have to pay about it. So I hope this kind of thing uh, will not happen in the future and Google developers will maintain their SDKs and packages and like do not rely this much on the open source developers. Open source developers are like really cool and uh, you know they are working like for free. They are maintaining these packages, making these packages, these SDKs better and better day by day just for you know for their knowledge, using their knowledge, using their experience to make it better. And uh, like if you violate uh, uh, this thing, like uh, by doing that, it's uh, not uh, like Google. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And it's kind of interesting because Google, like, you know, they do use Flutter heavily, even Dart by itself, right, for for their backends. So it is a little bit weird, like, that they don't put so many engineers on Flutter and Dart. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there's less than 30 or less than 20 people between Flutter and Tart team, I really wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's just like, that's what I feel like at least. But I don't know. I mean, it, it is interesting. I, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if they'll actually push more people to the team eventually. Or I mean, the thing is for like Google, uh, I think Flutter is not really a direct moneymaker. 
I think they make some money from it. I think they sell like some consultant services or something with it. But uh, maybe they need some more direct revenue to make it worth their while to stick more engineers on it. I don't know. Or or maybe this is what they calculate as a perfect number. Maybe if they add more engineers, they actually end up losing on it. The, you know what I mean? It's not really so optimum anymore. Because maybe they'll run out of like difficult problems to solve and then they'll be working on another provider, you know, something that we really don't need. I feel like we're turning into, I've been interviewing a lot of people with different state management solutions, new ones that nobody's ever heard of before. So I feel like we're going to become node again, where it's like we have all these packages that are all managing state, but then, you know, which one should you choose? What's the state management solution this week? You know, this kind of problem, right? Yeah. Like I said that there are many outside developers, like React Native developers on Native, which are coming to uh, the Flutter and contributing to it. And uh, like they are uh, bringing these kind of things to Flutter as well. For example, like many statement solutions, like whether it is Mobax or MVVM and whether it, there are new solutions like Block or Provider Riverport and something. And when I like started Flutter, I actually uh, started as an Android uh, native developer and then I switched to Flutter. I still work uh, on the Android, but uh, I uh, mainly works on uh, Flutter now. I used MVVM architecture in the Android and uh, when I shifted to Flutter, when I started working on Flutter, I was like finding something similar in the Flutter so that I can like, uh, you know, resolve myself like easily in that. And I have too much read about the state management or architecture like solutions uh, in the Flutter. But uh, I haven't found anything. It was like 2019 when I started working uh, on the Flutter uh, besides the Android. So there wasn't like many packages at that time and definitely load the MVVM uh, state management a as a solution. But uh, yeah, as like the community grows, there are many state management solutions. And uh, in one of the Google IOs, uh, the Google developer mentions block. And like uh, after that, everyone is like, oh yeah, we should use block. We, we have to use block. It's like said by Google. It's like said by Google. It's re recommended by Google. You have to use blog. You have you have to use blog. So, uh, like everywhere I go, I just like uh, here's the, this like same kind of thing. Like you have to use blog. You have to use blog because Google recommended. You Google recommended. So I just like questioned uh, like uh, them only one thing. Like uh, Google didn't follow their own rules. If you look at their logos, and their logos is that G is not uh, like symmetrical, and uh, Google has like uh, this uh, material guideline that uh, you can't use two tabs. If you have two tabs in the bottom navigation bar, you shouldn't use it. You should use uh, the menu bar. But in one of the Gmail updates, they like put two tabs in the bottom navigation bar and uh, like for a couple of months and then like uh, switched it back to the three tabs after that. So like Google didn't follow their own rules and it's like not necessary really if Google recommended something and if Google developer recommended something, then everyone should use it i think every state management has its own use case and uh, has their own scenarios i've seen many packages and uh, uh, you know open source applications which are using many state management solutions like they are using block they are using provider they are using riverpod all in the one application it was messy but yeah they are using i think uh, the scenarios and the use cases was different and the developer thought that uh, I should use this kind of uh, like solution, this kind of statement solution for this problem. 
so yeah if there is any beginner in the flutter and wanted to learn the state management then he or she will like definitely get confused like which state management should i use so yeah it's like a a really tricky part but i recommend to like all the developers like uh, they should use every state management as per their use cases and as per scenarios not like if some google developer mentioned block in their google io that if they are using block so we have to use block as well there are like certain scenarios and use cases for everything that's what like i feel i'm almost wondering like uh, so you still do android and flutter at the same time right you said that yes yes like do you feel that they should just drop android and just push all in on flutter or no because that's what i kind of feel like sometimes because i feel like flutter is easier than android development but maybe maybe i'm wrong somewhere no flutter like is definitely easy than android like for example when i shifted to flutter and uh, there is a thing called uh, recycler view in the android which shows the list of any kind of list and it recycles the view so if the view is not showing on the screen it just recycles it and didn't take its memory if like it swipes up and then its memory like shift it to the another view uh, which is coming from the bottom and we have to make an adapter for it so like we have to make a like a recycler view and uh, we have to define certain things in the like activity file uh, in the android and we have to make an adapter which will take the recycler view adapter which uh, uh, put all the things of the recycler view together but if you like go to the flutter there is nothing like it you just put a list to you, you just define the list just define the widget and that's it it will like work perfectly fine so yeah definitely the flutter is easy than the android but you know i don't think that the native is going anywhere flutter yes i think it will go maybe in few years uh, i don't know but native android is like never gonna uh, you know go because there are many performance you know benchmarks uh, between the flutter native and the flutter app and you know the size of the application if you say if you generate an apk or app bundle from the android and android native and from the and uh, flutter and uh, so there are like many differences in the size uh, so i think they this are uh, the difference uh, uh, like these are the differences so i don't think like uh, the native is going anywhere but yeah flutter is definitely easy than the native android okay i mean i just find it like difficult to understand how somebody can work on like how you can have android and flutter but i guess flutter is kind of its own weirdness you know what i mean like they, they do a little they kind of compete but at the same time i mean you are compiling an android app too right because sometimes you have to have like a kotlin class or something right so it's it's very weird for me to understand how this thing works yeah I just feel a little bit strange about it. It's like, well, just ditch Android. There's no re reason to ever write Android apps again. Then you got Flutter and uh, iOS. I mean, it depends, right? The iOS has got pretty good. I think they have a pretty decent ecosystem, but I haven't written an iOS app native in quite a while. Um, but they all seem to be kind of going in the same direction of a Flutter-like, you know, build your UI with code kind of style. So I guess that's kind of the, the future now. And I don't know if Flutter did that on purpose or... Or it's, or what happened, but it seemed like with, once Flutter came out and became popular, then everybody wanted to have their own style of doing the, a similar thing. But that that's my outside view. Maybe I missed something. Maybe there's something else happened that I didn't notice. No, like it's completely fine to like think uh, like that. 
and uh, you know if you are following the android community as well the android news then they bring uh, this thing called composable in the kotlin in which you can like define views very very similar to the flutter like uh, how we define widgets in the flutter same kind of similar thing you can do in the composable so the google is like bringing this composable thing in the kotlin as well in like android we have two files for if you like want to make a screen there is a view file which is like of extension xml and there is a uh, logical file which like bounds binds the view to it uh, which is like written in java or kotlin but now they bring uh, this thing called composable in which you have both of the things in the same file in the same kotlin file like we are having in the flutter like in flutter we don't make different files for the view and uh, you know for the whatever we are defining so they bring this thing called composable which is like really really good and i don't know how it will affect uh, the flutter because both are very similar in like operating and uh, in the coding so like let's see like what else what a different uh, like what else uh, brings google brings in the android to make it uh, android native like more uh, you know uh, different than flutter Okay. Yeah. It's interesting to see kind of what other people also think too uh, about how Android's and uh, Flutter's going. Before we, we sign off, is there anything you want people to know? Maybe check out your Taylor library. Was there another library that you're working on or anything that you want people to know at home? Yeah, just like check out my library, uh, Taylor. It's on Taylor underscore Flutter. And uh, yeah, if you found any issues or if you have any PRs, just visit and like that's it. Okay. So everybody home, uh, in case you want to catch it one last time it's called taylor t-a-i-l-o-r underscore flutter is the name of the package yeah yes awesome thanks so much for your work uh, like i said i don't remember if i talked about it on this podcast but before this podcast we were talking and i said i really wanted to have a package like what you had because i had this problem and i didn't know how to solve it i wanted to know like what's how much space i had to to do something and i couldn't figure it out so uh it's good to hear or no, sorry. It w- I think it was actually like how big a widget was. And then I wanted to be able to use that for something. I, I can't remember it. The size of the widget, how big or small. Yeah, there was something I wanted to use and I can't remember what it was. So, but it bugged the hell out of me. And I think your package could have probably solved it for me. So, of course, how your package works could also work too. Anyways, uh, thanks again for your time. And uh, hopefully I'll have you back on again in the future. Thanks for bringing me, Alan. Thank you.